Blog Talk Radio. I was taught that living a good life meant getting everything I could. But I've been shown a brand new picture of a good life. And it's glory. Hey, I was raised in that Lone Star State where we go hard, can't do the smile at all. The big things are safe. But dreams is a book was to make a large bank. Daddy told me be the best, the one can tell me I can't. Be the best power or be the best rapper. Get a little older. Welcome, welcome once again to Blog Talk Radio, free on the inside with your host, Minister Joy Lewis, and we have rival co-host on the line there, Brother Richard Daniel. He'll be chiming in here shortly here, for this is the day that the Lord had made. I want to thank you once again for being a part of this here program. You know, we've been doing this a number of years. Oh, my God. I want to thank you for being a faithful follower. I want to thank you for encouraging me, because it ain't always been easy. You know, because Saturday morning, as you may hear me say several times, Saturday morning is your time. It's your personal time to kick back and enjoy your uh, your the uh your uh what you've been doing all week long. You kick back and just reflect on what you have been doing all week long, but yet you decided to spend Saturday morning with me. Your time, you spend it with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as we get ready to go into the show this morning, we have an open line this morning. Please uh, take advantage of that. That number is three one zero. Uh, 982-4126. Again, that number is 310-982-4126. We have a large uh, listening audience. A lot of people just decide they want to listen in, and I want to thank them for their faithfulness. And we pray that what we do here help encourage you. If you look at our our uh, logo on the show each and every week, we say uh, to inform you, to encourage you, to challenge you to be all you could be in Christ Jesus. Not the resources that you may accumulate, not the knowledge that you may accumulate, not even the friends that you may know, but in Christ Jesus. He's the fulfillment of everything that we do and everything that we need. It all comes from above. My hat goes off to our ministry team, the one that's working tirelessly in the jail ministry, in the juvenile ministry, in the prison ministry, kudos go to you men and women that are on the front line that have been faithful to the things that God put to your hands to do. And uh, I'd like to say hello to Beverly Beasley. She helped, uh, she sponsored this program many, many years ago, and she's still on the front line now. Uh, she's not as active as she used to be in the ministry, but, uh, but we honor her for her commitment, her faithfulness, and her words of encouragement allow us to go on because I learned that I learned a long time ago that you should honor those in which you have labeled with when they're no longer doing what they used to do or can't, or can't do what they what they had been doing. You still honor them. And, you know, we'll talk about that later on, but I'm going to bring my co-host in here, and he's going to help me encourage you, and he's going to encourage me to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Again, you're listening to Free on the Inside Blog Talk. Program, you know, you got to think about that freedom, you know, because sometimes people tell you you ain't good enough to do what you do it. Somebody tell you ain't worried. Somebody tell you ain't nobody interested. But you have to have that freedom to keep going. For Christ, I live, and for Christ, I die. It sounds good, don't it? But, it, it, but you got to make it work for yourself. 
And then we're going to bring Brother Daniel in here just to encourage us to be strong in the Lord. Good morning now, Brother Daniel. You're on the net. Top in the morning to you. Well, How you well, doing well, today, well, Reverend? Once well, again, I'm excited, Brother Daniel. I'm excited in Jesus. I'm excited about how God allowed me and you and all of us to come together each Saturday morning, man, to lift up his holy name. Our template says to inform us how good God been, to encourage us that he isn't through with us yet, and to challenge us to stay on the battlefield for the Lord. Man, that was, that's quite a bit, though. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you know we're we're in the battle battle battlefield, and for for our for our lives almost today, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm just blessed to be here today, Reverend Lewis. You know, uh, it's today's open line. We are, we want to try to tell everybody. You know, you can call in. Uh, and add to our discussion whatever we're going to talk about today. You know, sometimes you have to let God uh, kind of guide you on some of the things that you really want to talk about, you know. And uh, some things, in some mornings, I really don't know really what I want to say, Rem Lewis, but uh, uh, God put it on my mind and in my heart to say some things that really it's necessary for me to inform people uh, to instruct you and to guide you for everyday life. And, you know, Brother Daniel, as you're saying, that, you know, we all have a right to do those things. I do mentoring, and some, and I read different books and some uh, uh, books about encouraging ourselves and mentoring programs and structure. And one of the key things out of these books that I read, or any book that we read that, for health enlightenment besides the Bible, because we need to read other books and, and, and let them be in line with what we know about God, is that you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be uh, in the right frame of, Whatever all the time, you know, your finances don't have to always be right to encourage someone else to be before they find it. Because you don't make some mistakes, but we can't let our mistakes hold us back. So, well, I ain't never managed my money, so I can't tell you how to manage yours. Yeah, I didn't, but I'm doing better now. That's that freedom, brother Daniel. You know, you know, you've been divorced, but yet now you're a marriage counselor. How can you tell somebody to stay in their marriage when you're divorced? Because you learn from your mistakes and you learn to do better. And that's what mentoring is about. Building off of the mistakes that we made to encourage someone else that, hey, you ain't got to do the, the same thing. You ain't got to make the same mistakes I made. But yet, if you do make those mistakes, there is an out. There is a way to be restored. And that comes through our Heavenly Father and through like-minded men and women that's surrounding you, that's loving you. So I, I my hand goes off to you as you're saying that. Because I do remember brothers and and I know I, I I let people know in my own way that I don't have all the answers. I said, brother, let's talk about this. Let's see what the Word of God says. Let's see what society says about these things. What what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose something? You know, the Bible said lose his very soul, but you lose something. You lose friendship. You lose the uh, you you lose uh, 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 family members. You know, you got a lot of money and, and you know prestige, but don't nobody like you. Don't nobody want to associate with you. <laughs> you lost something, you know, not only just your relationship with God, but with man. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, the Bible also tells you about it's not money, the love of money 
it's just what happens when you uh you lust for uh the things of the world and basically what it does it changes your your heart you know it also says whatever you uh you take in your heart is what makes you you know uh money uh is a necessity we got to have it you know because uh, that's just the way it is, Rem Lewis. You know, you got to be able to pay your rent. You got to be able to pay your light bill. And you got to be able to have a automobile to travel in. You got to go and have your clothes clean every day. You got to buy groceries, you know. And these things are just, you know, they're just all part of life and all the for you be able to survive every day, you know, and survival. And that is so true. And survival is the key thing. And, uh, you know, in life today, you know, and, uh, you know, and what I'm going to talk about right now, we don't want to, I don't want to really be able to, uh, to make people be fearful. I don't want people to to uh, be uh you know uh, afraid you know, but at the same time you have to use common sense and common uh, knowledge in order to, for you to be able to make it through another day or to be able to uh, extend your longevity in life. You know what I'm saying? And so what, what I'm saying today, you know, we got a situation of what's happening in the world today. We know that we got a, a, a sickness and a virus going around right now. And uh, and I have been looking and reading a lot of things about what's happening now, you know. And, and basically one of the main things that I've learned from reading uh, this, these uh, informational Things about uh, being and living is basically the main thing is washing your hands. <laughs> you know, washing your hands and basically kind of uh, having common sense to basically to kind of you know exile yourself away from dangerous situations. You know, uh, I know it's pretty hard for you not to be around a lot of people. And be around, you know, uh, your activities and stuff. But the way you know, I've been reading is say the one of the main things is basically contact with uh, people. You know, even like a, they say right now we got a new way that we uh, we don't want to shake hands no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, had to hit the the hand touching the the arm touching deal. Everybody is. They don't no longer high five no more. We we elbow high five. <laughs> you know, we do that. You know, which you know, it's everything seems like it has to have a little, you know, a, a humor in it. You know, you can't walk around and just be a, a, a sad sack all day. You know, you got to you know, be able to, you know you know, find something out of a bad situation, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, uh, I, I I don't know really, you know, Reverend Lewis. You know, I you know, at first when I was a, I put it like this: when I was a little boy, I can remember when we had this. Uh, you know, you got a little scar on your arm. Have you you didn't notice that? That little thing oh, you got on your arm. Yeah, yeah, that was smallpox. And basically, back in those days, everybody was fearful of catching the smallpox. And uh, uh, not only that, I think uh, the polio, uh, the smallpox, you know, they had to have a uh, just a joint inoxiation serious well, you know, they had this big gun, you know, and I can remember my mom taking me uh, to a school up there while we all was sitting in line and they had this big gun. I think it had a lot of needles in it, you know, and it hit you on that arm and it put that scar on you, you know, and it, what it did, it put the, you know, the smallpox viruses inside your uh the, the, you know, really scientifically, it's the weakened viruses that they put inside your body in order to make you be, to make you gain immunity to a disease. You know what I'm saying? And basically, it's how your body works. You know, uh, if you never have been sick of anything, basically what happens was your body naturally tends to try to heal itself. You know, and when we go back to uh, when we go back to the the teachings of the Bible, it tells you through faith we are healed. You know, and and I can see that when you know I read about how Jesus healed the sick people, he healed the crippled people. They even have plagues in those days. But what happened was God sent angels to protect the people. If you read in Pharaoh's days, uh, there was a lot of plagues on Egypt, right? But God protected the ones that really prayed to God. And he put a bound around their homes where the death angel would just pass by. You know, he passed by you. So what we're saying is God don't want you to live in fear. He wants you to be able to believe and enjoy your life that when you say something and when you pray to him, you have to have the faith that he's going to bring you through any situation, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? We pray a living God. We believe in a living God, Jody. You know, even though sometimes people maybe say, well, God's not listening to my prayer. He don't hear my cries. God listens to receive everything you say and everything you pray to for. God sees it and hears you. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You know what? You're hitting on some key points. 
that brother Daniel, you hit on some key points there. He's not giving us the spirit of fear, but of sound mind and sound judgment. You were saying sound, hygiene, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to be aware of our surroundings. We need to take the proper measurement because God is going to do the rest. You know, a lot of times we have not because we ask not. God, give me wisdom. Give me the ability to weather this storm, this this uh, horizon that's only uh, this uh, that's over the uh, you know this uh, that's over the horizon. Give me ability to part, uh, to uh, uh, be mindful of these things like the coronavirus. I was looking at the news report. I enjoy. I I always like to stay informed with the news. They say it was in 80 countries. It's in 80 countries right now. They have over 3,400 deaths globally. And so, you know, that's a reason to be very mindful. That's a reason to kind of uh, be uh, mindful of your, uh, like you were saying, your hygiene and, the, and your surroundings. But he's not going to give us the fear uh, to just isolate ourselves. Now, you have to use common sense. And if you're sick or you're not feeling well, just like any other illnesses, you just stay home and lock up and take your medicine and go to the doctor if need be. But just, uh, you know, isolate yourself from your family. Now, unless you don't want your family getting sick. You know, if you got a cold or flu, hey, baby, you know, y'all stay in one room, I'm in the other. I come see about me from time to time, but just let me get some rest. And that's all that is. That isolation and self-quarantine isn't something to be dreadful. So a lot of us do that anyway. That means sometimes we just stay home and watch movies all weekend. That's like a self-quarantine. <laughs> I mean, where were you at? I'm at home. I ain't went outside all weekend. I'm just chilling. You know, just think of it as a chill. Think of it as a time to relax and reflect on how good God been. But, Brother Daniel, I wanted to talk about something that last month, you know, we uh, we did our Black History Honor uh, honor honoration of uh, the black history and the patriarchs of black history and that it went over well. We pray that you enjoy those segments for we did about three to four weeks that we honored the patriarchs past and present uh, black men and women that made a difference in our country. And you know at the end of a, uh, a black history month in North Carolina they had an election the representative for North Carolina Jim uh, Clyburn he spoke up for one of the president elect, uh, uh, one of the president candidates, and he said, "Hey, you know, we know this man. This man knows us. Uh, you know, I was thinking that I would, uh, I would title to our uh, Black History saying that uh, Black History is your history by showing uh, the power of our vote. Man, we can make a difference. That's why it's important for us to be participants." In the in the elections in our community statewide, that's for us to be very mindful of our elected officials. That's for us to be very involved in our community when it comes around to men and women in which we have elected to be in office. It makes a difference. Black history is your history. Your vote is counted, and I thought that was I thought that was fascinating coming off the heels of Black History Month. There, how. This man spoke up for one of the uh, president candidates and said, hey, we know this man here. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you to participate in our elections that's coming up. Because sometimes we get frustrated, so I'm not going to vote for nobody. But, you know, you get what you get, you know. you know. So we know that everybody got their own ways. Everybody got those skeletons in the closet, you and I. We got things, and our listening audience got things in the past. And so be it. Those things are not, uh, uh, we're not going to dismiss those things. But we're looking to the future, not going back on the past. I recall that some of the 
uh, uh, candidates were talking about what people had done a long time ago, and, and this wasn't right. And that wasn't right, but this is a new age. Now those things are gone, and, and we as a black race, we have suffered the hardships and the challenges of this country for over 200 years, and we know how it is, but we still are striving to make it better. We're still striving for a new day, a new time, for a, a, for a better opportunities to be successful, for not just for me and you, but for our grandkids and great-grandkids and their kids, for a new generation to come up and wrong some of the rights that have been you know, uh, that's been put on on the society, the minority, black and brown people, and Asians, and, and all the other peoples that's been uh, marginalized in society in this great country that we are, the United States. It's the only country I know. It's the only country I love. You know, because I don't know any other country, but I, we had a freedom to do what we want to do. We can get up and go any place in the country. We don't have to have a passport to go to Oklahoma. We don't have to have a visa to go to California. We can just take, you know, pull up roots and go any place we want in the country, start any type of job or uh, work, any type of profession that we're suited for in the country, live just about anywhere if our money provides it anywhere. So we we say it's a great place, but we need to keep it great, not so much as one ethnic group get more than the other. They make it great for everyone. You know, they. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things in political arena is health care. You know, right now people see the value of having proper health insurance because some people are facing are facing this uh, this difficult time with the corona with the corona coronavirus and they don't have health insurance and they fearful that if I do get sick, how do I know that I've I don't have this virus, and, and if I go to the doctor, am I going to be stuck with a bill that I can't pay? And so that's something mm-hmm. that's, that's enough to make you sick. And so we have to cast our lot with, sound, with, with, with a sound decision. And, you know, we have to make choices, not only that, are, uh, that benefit us, that, but that benefit society, because these men and women that don't have insurance, these men and women that don't have a job, these men and women that don't have uh, an education, we that have insurance, we that have a job, we that have an education, we got to support those that don't have those things. And how do we know? Because there's a homeless ministry about men and women that didn't take care of themselves, that didn't understand the value of work, and there we are, we are using our resources to help them, not only just to uh, – uh, to keep them in that position to help change a life. Hey, brother, I understand where you're at. You know, what you're going to do about it. Go get you a place to stay, get you an education, get you involved in a program to help yourself, help change a life. I don't want to just leave you like this. I love ministry, but I don't want to see the same people time after time, year after year, living on the street. The greatest joy I get for street ministry is not to see the same people all the time because I know that God is doing something. He's taking them out of that environment and reestablishing them with their family and with their friends and allowing them to go to work and allowing them to be productive in society. <clears throat> That's the joy I get out of street ministry. I look around. I don't see John no more. I don't see Mary no more. I don't see Bill no more. But I see new people, new people that have just lost their way, and they need some guidance. Mm. They need some support. They need some words of encouragement. And that's what our uh, slogan said, to inform them, 
the errors of their ways. Hey, brother, yeah, you messed up. And, yes, we all fall short to encourage them that God isn't through with them yet, that God has something great in store for them, to let them know that they have to put their hand in the master's hand and to challenge them to get up and do something about your condition. I could encourage you. I could tell you. I could even point you in the right direction. But you have to make that choice. You know, brother, it's just like going to a, a fine restaurant. I could take you to a restaurant and you could just pick the cheapest thing on the menu. But I said, brother, this is, you cele- we're celebrating a special occasion, whatever you want. Well, I don't want nothing but just a salad. No, brother, get you an entree. You know, you no, I don't want to do that. Well, that's what you want, man, but you you have options. You know, you could do better. You know, I'm just putting it simple that way because our uh, men and women have lost their way. They're fearful of the things that, that, that's been presented to them because they're scared they might mess things up. And, yes, 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 you might mess it up. But if you do so, what? Well, at least you try. You know what they used to say, nothing be so fair, you better try. You know, nothing, you can't never see whether you're going to be successful unless you try it. You got to try something. You can't just up and just let, you know, just let time pass you by. You got to have to apply yourself. You know, and the um, other day I was just uh, thinking about, uh, you know, uh, I see a lot of people on the, that living on the street. I see a lot of men. And now I'm seeing a lot of women, you know. With the homeless, you know, nowhere to live. Uh, some places, you know, like um, me and you grew up in South Dallas. We go over to South Dallas, uh, Reverend Lewis, we see people sleeping outside, man. I saw a place down in Martin Luther King, man, where they put a mattress outside. Jody, these people sleeping outside on a mattress, you know. And I was wondering, man, God, why would, why, how, how would, how could, how could you do it every day? You know, I mean, it's got to be mind blogging. You know, uh, uh, when you wake up in the morning, you just say, man, you know, I'm here, but uh, what can I do? You know, and I know some kind of way, some people probably offer them some kind of help. You know. But then again, everybody don't accept the help that you give them, you know. I know those people just not, you know, have now and they had somebody that came to you, let me show you how to take care of yourself. Uh, I can give you uh, food stamps. I can give you a place to live. Uh, but all you got to do is conform. A lot of people don't want to conform and change. You know, they like living like this, you know, because sometimes, you know, we as a people, and I'm not going to call our people out as being in a certain racial aspect of of being in in life, you know, but I have seen like uh, most uh, people enjoy being around other people that have the same uh, afflictions or the same problems. We enjoy being around each other because my daddy told me a long time ago, misery like comfort. You know what I'm saying? He said, 
Yeah, you see people all around me, they around each other because basically they enjoy being around each other. Both of them ain't got nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so they love being around each other, you know? I mean, you you can see a lot of stuff. You know, you, you be around a lot of men, and basically when they get out of jail and then they come back, they go back to the same surroundings, right? Even though they've been warned by the probation officer, stay away from these uh, people. Stay away from other people that's get in trouble and doing. No, man, I, uh, you know, they go right back to their familiar surroundings, you know. And basically, like a revolving door, right back and getting in trouble, right back to being on drugs, right back to drinking, and right back to doing the things that basically you were familiar with. You know, so uh, I don't know. You know, be as being a uh, you know a counselor uh, to some of my teachings that I have read about it. I have you know, and basically some through my uh, general living and everyday life, I have seen that basically you can you know try to help a person. But they're going to have to basically accept that I have a problem and I need to change. And that's the first step in being healed from any kind of affliction or problem or addiction. They have to realize that basically I have a problem and I cannot help myself. The only way I can help myself is through Jesus. He has to change your heart. And we all have matters of the heart. Mostly addictions are matters of the heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The heart governs emotions. Yeah, Brother Daniel, as you were saying that, I was just thinking about what a challenge it is for us to want to change our environment, change our situation, to change our heart. Because we think about those things that got us in that position, that got us where we are now. I'm talking about when we're on the street or when we're incarcerated or whatever it may be, financial difficulties or relation difficulties. We look back over those things and we find joy, we find comfort, and we find those things being fun. And, you know, sin is fun until it gets you, until it, it's like an octopus. It gets tentacles on you and it pulls you down. But at the time, you're having a good time until you find out that you're held down and you can't, you can't move. And that's why I encourage our men and encourage our women that once you get out of this situation, don't look back. you got to keep going forward. I encourage them to let go and let God. That's the only way we can survive this tragedy, these traumas, these disappointments in life. And guess what? They can keep coming. But the more you rely on God, the stronger your faith and the discipline is your walk start being that you can survive these things that's on the horizon. But you got to have your faith in God. And that's what our show is about. We talk about a lot of other things, but our basis, our foundation is believing in God, having faith in God. Brother Daniel, I'm going to stop here for a minute. We're going to do a little uh, uh, interlude here. We're going to play a little music, and then we'll be back with you shortly. You'll listen to Free on the Inside Ministry with 
uh, Minister Joel Lewis, Brother Richard Daniel. And today we have an open line. Please give us a call at 
for our uh, for our caterer on staff, Mr. Glenn. He's been catering for a number of years over there, and he said give us a great little uh, 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 lunch selection. And we want to thank our musician, Morris Hunter. He makes himself available for our praise and worship, and we didn't have classes where we're teaching, and we have we have a speaking section in there. But and this year we're just gonna do speakers. We're gonna have one lecture, I believe. We're gonna have one lecturer, which is our health guru. He's a young man from Parkland. Uh, name was uh, a session, uh, Mr. Session. He's a health advisor for Parkland. He do a mobile triage where they go out and they do conduct health screenings on the street. And so it's very important for us to keep uh, 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 keep our health uh, uh, on our mind, to keep our health uh, in front of us, uh, keep our health uh, in a proper, uh, maintain our health, don't say it that way, to maintain our health. So he's coming out and he's going to share with us some things. And this year, since the coronavirus and a lot of other things, it's really going to be a very exciting health segment this year because he can tell us about taking care of ourselves. Uh, last uh, year, I think we talked about blood pressure and diabetes and cholesterol. And, and, man, and I was really amazed that our listening audience had stopped and started asking questions about the salt intake and about your diabetes level and the proper food to eat and the uh, and sleeping you know, the proper rest and things of that nature. So our audience and our guests at the conference were very involved in the health segment. So I thank God that he's able to come over again this year to give us some information. And then, as, as always, Brother Daniel is our uh, uh, photographer. He'll be over there taking pictures. And so all the images that you see regarding the conference will usually be by Brother Daniel. And so we're looking forward to him coming over and taking pictures and informing our listening audience and all our friends of the event that is coming up. So we're going to have a great time. We know, as always, I never know what to expect on these on these conferences or these gatherings, but I thank God for the opportunity. I thank God for not having a spirit of fear because it's always easy to cancel things. And say, well, I just don't feel it. No, you don't feel it. When you start feeling it, there's something wrong. But when you still go ahead and God is in the midst of it, things start work falling in place. You know, the people start gathering. The uh, uh, pro, uh, the ones that's a part of the program, they start, you know, getting themselves together. So that's when you know that God's in the midst of it. And so you just get your feelings out the way. Cause let me tell you, I don't feel like going to work, but I still get up and go. I don't feel like doing mm-hmm. certain things, but I still do it. And guess what? It works out. At the end of a week or end of two weeks, I get some, I get some money for my, for uh, 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 for uh, my labor of love. Cause I, uh, I said labor of love. That's a, cause you, you, you love to uh, be a benefit to society, to the community, to your family. You know, you, you give you a, uh, give you a sense of comfort when you accomplish a task. After your eight hours of, of work, if you're still working, we realize a lot of us have retired. But so you're not ready to ditch your tour do duty, as I like to say. And then God allows you <laughs> to just kick back and relax upon uh, relax upon your uh, upon the resources that you made. And some of us continue to work out. We enjoy working and sometimes our finances require us to keep working. That's okay. because when you get tired of working and when you get your finances back in order you can too take off and just enjoy life. I don't know what God is gonna do with me. I'm still working right now. And I'm probably gonna work up until I can't work anymore. I'm talking about on the job because of health issues or uh, uh, just to get to the retirement, but I still wanna work for Jesus. 
that's that's my full time job. Well, my uh, uh, yeah. secular job is uh, is part time. I go out here on this job. That's part time. You know, but Jesus is a full time job with great benefits, a great retirement mm-hmm. plan, great re- you know, yeah. a great health plan. That's my full time job. And I do the best I can. And I, you know, sometimes I may call in sick. Sometimes I may not put in a full eight hours on the job. <laughs> but I got a good owner, a good manager that said, "Okay, I understand these things, and you could do better." Okay. It's just like you know, exactly. and that's the way I look at it. That's the way I look at it that way. Well, brother Daniel, now you do some things. You and your brother. Y'all have a particular ministry that I'm very mindful of, and I enjoy those ministries because I do the same thing myself. I don't go out if you do because I spread minds around. But you're very committed to going once a week, and I really like that, man. I, I would love to do things more often than I, I, I do, but God has helped me on a different schedule. So tell me about your uh, the ministry which you and your brother do weekly. Well, Brother Lewis, you know, it 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 has started to be like a a compassion to me. Uh, I look forward every week in order to go off into the, the nursing home in South Dallas, and uh, we've been doing it for about I would say about three months now. And so every Saturday morning, uh, my brother and I we go and we basically witness to the elderly people in the nursing home, senior citizen home, you can call it that. Some of them some of them are sickly and some of them just there because they uh they need a place to live. But at the same time um uh, when we come in there you can basically see their eyes just open up and uh you can see joy in their hearts because uh, you can see that there's something missing in their lives that they're not getting because of, I would say, uh, maybe family members don't come see them. Uh, Maybe they don't have a family, you know. But the ones that do have a family, uh, most of them, they don't have time to come see them, you know. And like an example, I was talking about a few minutes ago how everybody seems to be alike. You know what I'm saying? Everybody is all the same. We all old, we are all sickly, and we're all in this place. And we're working up on the staff, around a staff that basically some of them are not properly trained in communicating with the elderly people. Some of them not, uh, don't really have compassion for what you do or what you're doing when you're caring for residents or senior citizens. Um, I had a did a little research in it, and I have found out that um, some countries, they respect elderly people. 
your elderly people are basically your, they're your mentors. You know what I'm saying? You go back and you talk to this person that has lived his life to the fullest, and you go back and you go to him for uh, uplifting and from for personal experience. And the stories that basically that's in their minds, if they still have their memory, and you can learn things from life, you know. And I see a lot of young people today, basically, they don't want to take advice from elderly people or the people that have already been through that door that they're going through now, you know. We're living in a world today where mostly young people, they are real smart people. You know, he said he learned things. Some of the things me and you, uh, we had to go through now. I, I did a little bit. My, my my grandbaby, she came and told me a couple of weeks ago that Papa, well, I'm going to go to a school that when I go to college, I won't have to go to college just for two years. I say, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It took me four years to finish college, and I'm going to tell the truth, it took me 20 years to finish college. I dropped out, but I went back. But nowadays, if these youngsters apply themselves, the world is accelerated to them. You know, some of the things that you and me had to go through, they don't have to go through like we did. You know what I'm saying? And so they have to, they have this, this mindset that, I am the special breed of a person that I already know things and basically I don't have to listen to what this person tells me because, you know, you know, I'm smart. <laughs> you call it the microwave generation. The people, the kids want things to happen overnight for them. Just like some of them don't want to work on a job because they want to be rich real quick, you know? But it don't work out like that, Reverend Lewis. You know what I'm saying? You know, God put the elderly people and older people here for reasons. He lets you stay here long enough to, for a reason to be able to to come back and tell tell our race or our kids or your kids what door to go through, what not mistake to make, and how to do it, you know. But at the same time, the kids don't want to listen. So when I go into the nursing homes on Saturday morning, we see the people really, their eyes opening, open up, the joy happens to their heart. Um, when we go through scriptural information in the Bible, we tell them about being fearful, and the other day I was I was giving the instruction on how dietary things, you know, and I told them basically it's not too late because, you know, God made it so your body, like we were talking about, how it heals yourself, you know what I'm saying? So we got one guy over there, he's kind of, he's not really an old person, but he seemed like he had a stroke, you know? And most of the time, strokes come from, you know, high blood pressure, your sodium intake, and 
some of it is heredity. You know, genetically, you have this gene inside your body that you're going to get sick from certain diseases. And and we as black people, one of the main uh, illnesses we have is high blood pressure and diabetes, you know. So we have to be uh, aware, and I was telling the people that the, the certain foods you put in your body, the certain nutrients that you need in your body in order for you to live every day, God put in the foods that basically if you look in the Bible, the Bible shows you what foods you can eat, what foods you're not supposed to eat, and how to live every day, you know. And some kind of way, people, they don't heed to instruction. I'm not saying that's what brings sickness upon people, but if you you basically exercise along with nutrition, your life could be better. You know, but if you hear yeah, that at an early age, you, you know, you know, and uh, and I, as you was talking about those things, that we had to be very mindful that, uh, you know, how God said He, uh, uh, if God created it, it's all good in the Book of Acts. You know, when Peter was presented with going to eat with the Gentiles, and God showed him a vision of a sheep that had all kind of amount of food on it. And Peter said, "Hey, I never ate these things because I'm a Jewish." And God said, "Look, what I call." Uh, Clean should nobody call it unclean. What happened is that we are uh, we're uh, put, uh, we're consuming too much of uh, one thing and not enough of another. You know, you got to have a balanced meal, as you were saying earlier. It's the nutrition, you know, to, to regulate that blood pressure. We had to cut back on our sodium. We need sodium as a as a part of our makeup, but we just can't indulge it on a regular basis. Uh, sodas, you know, people enjoy sodas, but they shouldn't just drink sodas instead of water because you go to the doctor and say, hey, you're dehydrated. Yeah, but I'm drinking a lot of sodas. No, that ain't what you need. You need some H2O. And so you're saying some good things there. And as we get older, our body doesn't start manufacturing the things that we need to survive. Our calcium level goes down and, and different things of our body. It's not, not functioning right. So they give us the medication to kind of offset those things, but those medications have side effects to them. And so we have to kind of have balance those things out and have to have the right diagnosis in order to survive. So you're hitting on some important things. We're going to bring up a health health guru to kind of give us some insight on those things. So you said some good stuff there, but we realize that once we've been old, our body doesn't work like it used to. Brother There's also some patients in the place that they are, they uh, were ex-drug users, and this one guy came to me and told me uh, he said God was punishing for being on drugs. That's what made him have a stroke. And basically, we had to tell him that really God don't do God don't put sickness on you. It's the enemy that puts sickness up on you. You yeah, know, it's all right. You know, so God is a healer, yeah. but it's also the enemy that put it in your mind that God did that to you. And that's yeah. what so he did like yeah. give us the spirit of fear. And that's yeah. why it goes back to being free on the inside, knowing that you have those freedoms. And you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, man. It's a lot of I, I it's a lot of young it's a lot of people probably in their early forties and fifties now in these nursing homes. Yeah. Yeah. You drugs yeah, you drugs it's just just right. 
and just tearing, tearing them up, you know, and, and the years that they use it, like you said, sin is good just for a season. <laughs> you know, but after this season is over, you know, basically you can say, I don't want to call it a payback, you know, but if you, whatever you live by, basically it's going to come back to haunt you one day, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, what we you sit up and you smoke, you smoke three packs of cigarettes a day, you imagine what's going to happen to you, you know. Yeah, yeah, that ain't God, that's you. <laughs> You know, you. you know, God ain't putting that on you, put that on yourself. And that's something we have to be very mindful of. A lot of times we're blaming God for stuff that God said, no, yeah, I made you a free agent, a free will person, so you had those choices. Well, I'm greater than the choices you made. That's the good thing about it, Daniel. You, you could smoke those cigarettes, but God is a restorer. You could drink alcohol like a fish, but God is a restorer. And sometimes he doesn't, but he gives you that grace to say, man, you got this liver disease and you're going to die in six months. But I'm happy, I'm content. I have Jesus in my life. And who knows that maybe God will give you long jeopardy. Maybe God will give you an additional six months for your faithfulness. Maybe he'll give you another six years for your faithfulness. You know, mm-hmm. so and, you know, so he holds all power in his hand. And he's the one to make the last, uh, he's the one to make the final decision. Brother, now you said some things that it got me thinking now, brother. Because we all battle with stuff and we all are uh, uh, up against the wall on some items. And, and you know, and we face, uh, we have to encourage our loved ones and family and friends that God isn't out to get any of us, that he loves us more than we ever imagined. He loves us to the point that he sent his son to die for us. And, Brother Day, I want to share. I got, we got six minutes here. And I want to share some things that I've been reading in the Bible by, uh, in the book of Philippians. You know, Philippians is only four chapters, but it's four powerful chapters. You know, if you read Philippians, the first chapter, it talks about being in Christ Jesus. You know, everything that we need and everything that we perceive and want, everything is found in Christ Jesus. We don't have to look outside of God in order to be successful, in order to have that abundant life, you know, because everything we have is in Christ Jesus. The second chapter in the book of Philippians, it said that we ought to have a desire to know everything about Christ Jesus. That we need to, that we should have a desire to know His everything about Him. Why do we do that? By studying His Word, by going before Him in prayer, and say, God, reveal to me some things concerning Your Son. Reveal to me some things regarding Scripture. I read the Scriptures a lot, but I don't quite have an understanding. Will You give me an understanding of the things that I'm reading about? And going on to the third chapter, and it's telling you that we have to believe that Christ. Jesus, it's fulfillment of the promises that God had made from the beginning of time. That Christ Jesus is that is the Messiah, and He's to fulfill the promises that God had made. It ain't a Buddha. It is a uh, uh, you know. It, it, it's not any other religious leader. It's Christ Jesus. It's not our finances. It's not our notoriety. It's Jesus that that we have to have our faith in. We believe that He is. Uh, a fulfillment of the promises that was made from eternity. And then we have to think about it in the fourth chapter. I want you to read the book of Ephesians. It's only four chapters, but that last chapter said, I could do all things in Christ Jesus that strengthened me. Oh, man, that's awesome, though, brother. But what does that mean, all things, man? What does that mean? Can I just go out here and just, you know, take things because I believe that God gave me those things. I go out here and abuse my brother because God gave me the ability 
to take advantage of the people less fortunate. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That means to do those things that are honorable and pleasing to him. The way you go out and minister to the senior citizens. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Why? Because he strengthens you. He's going to give you the ability to say, Brother, I, this here, I did this to myself, and he give you the ability to say, no, this is the one. What happened? He give you the ability to pray for people when they ask you to pray. He give you the ability to continue the journey which he has started you on. You know, Brother Daniel, in the book of Philippians was one of Paul's prison epistles. Paul was in jail. Mm-hmm. He was killing certain men and women to be strong in the law. And he had some challenges because people, he was in jail, and people said, wait a minute, you in jail? And you still talking about Jesus? Wait a minute, what's going on? What? Oh, maybe God is punishing you. Maybe, maybe mm. things ain't quite right. And Paul said, "No, no, no. This is for the for, uh, the furtherment of the gospel." Sometimes, brother Daniel, when we go through things, it's for God to get the glory. It's for God to get recognition. It's for God to be honored. We don't want to go through things, but if God can get the glory out of that, man, it was good for me to be a drug addict because now God get the glory because I can see other men say, hey, God can get you out of this. It was good when I was homeless. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't understand it. But now God get the glory because I can go out and tell other men, yes, I did this here. I know what it's like. Yet God is no respect of person. It's good to be divorced because now you can tell other divorcees that God is a comforter and a way maker and a restorer if possible. If not, he give you uh, something else. You, let, you lost that, but he gave you something better. He teach you how to honor and respect your wife and your family. You know, I can do all mm-hmm. things through Christ that strengthened me. And in the, in the book of Philippians, Paul was being challenged by men that told, was telling uh, the new converts in Philippians, Hey, you know, because Paul is in jail, maybe God ain't uh, punishing him. And Paul was letting them know, no, 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 this is for the betterment of the gospel. And some people say, well, Paul, they're out there preaching against some of the things that you said. And Paul let them know now, if they're preaching Christ Jesus, they may be preaching for uh, for a vain reputation. They may be preaching just for money or stuff. They may be preaching just for notoriety. But if they're preaching Christ Jesus, all is well. Sometimes, brother, we get mad because people are doing the same thing that we do it, and we don't like the way they're doing it because they didn't come to us and ask us, or they're not doing it the way we do. You know, now as long as they sharing Christ Jesus, all is well. From one plant, one yeah, yeah, water, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why really you look at it, brother Lewis. I see different churches and all sorts of churches, and I keep asking myself, why can't we can't just be one body of church, one God church? You know, why we got so you know, many different denominations like, of church? Yeah, go on to Dana. And one other thing, Brother Dana, before I get out of here, on that right there, Paul was letting people know that even though some people go out and they preach the gospel in error, and they and they may not be able to do it to the to the extent that we know what Christ is all about, as long as they're preaching Christ, all is well. Because God's word is not going to go out and... and, and and, and be void. It's not going to go out and accomplish what it is supposed mm-hmm. to do. So sometimes we say, well, this person don't pray right. This person ain't quoting the scriptures right. But yet, God's word is still going forward. So let's not get so mm-hmm. caught up in, tech, in the technique of it. Let's get caught up in how the word is being shared abroad for, for mm-hmm. the, uh, to the uneducated, to the well-educated. God's word is going to accomplish what it's supposed to do. Brother Daniel, it's time to get out of here, man. I want to thank you, brother. I want to thank you. 
And as we get ready to get on out of here, man, uh, we got 18 seconds. And I want to encourage you to tune in next week for another great episode of Free on the Inside. We're going to have us a guest on next week. And we're going to share the word of God. Gracious Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for this day. Dear Lord, we want to have a special prayer for the coronavirus. Dear Lord, it hasn't seemed to be going across the world, dear Lord. We ask you to give men and women the comfort and assurance that things are going to be all right, that you're still in charge. Here in this country, dear Lord, as we wrestling with what we should do, dear Lord, give us a mindset, dear Lord, to do the thing that's honorable and pleasing to you. Give us a mindset to take uh, our responsibility for our health, dear Lord, for you are a way maker. You are confident. You are uh, a provider. Dear Lord, we know that there no weapon formed against us shall prosper, dear Lord. No weapon formed against our family shall prosper in the name of Jesus. Let us be mindful, dear Lord, that you have great things in store for each and every one of us. Let our elected officials make the right choices, dear Lord. Let our government make the right choices, dear Lord. But let us also make the right choices concerning these men and women which we put in the office, dear Lord. Let us not be overwhelmed, dear Lord, about the things that's going on uh, in society, dear Lord, for you are able. Dear Lord, we ask you to continue to watch over our listening audience, continue to bless Brother Daniel, give them a blessing today as they go down and minister to our senior citizens. Let their hearts be comfort. Let their minds be alert, dear Lord. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. You'll listen to another great episode of Free on the Inside. Please inform someone, encourage someone, challenge someone to be all they could be in Christ Jesus. Amen. Free on the inside. Amen. Amen. Free on the Yeah.